0: Today's episode is sponsored by Bear Performance Marketing. Bear Performance Marketing is a full service marketing agency located in Green Bay, Wisconsin, blocks away from historic Lambeau Field. From web design to social media, Bear helps your business grow by getting your story seen. For more information, go to bearpm.com. That's B A E R P M.com. On to the show.
1: Living in Green Bay, it's usually after the weather, we talk Packers.
0: I'm David Kelso and you're listening to APC Presents, where I showcase independent podcasters from Northeast Wisconsin. Today, I talk with the sports master himself, Matt Fralick. Matt's nine to five is on the team at Bear Performance Marketing, which you just heard about in the pre-roll. Every other waking moment, I found out Matt dedicates to people and sports. He coaches at local high schools is a big brother for the big brothers big sisters program of northeast wisconsin head coach of madden for carroll university's esports team a host for the game on wisconsin podcasts and the pack a day podcast a daily Packers show so if it sounds like a lot it's because it is but it was a joy to hear how over the years matt discovered exactly what he loves to do When it comes to the podcast side, he gives us a little breakdown on how a full team of Packer lovers makes a daily show possible. He also draws up some nice plays for promoting your own podcast. I'm pleased to present Matt Fralick. So Matt, we kind of met at a lunch and learn in passing, but this is the first time we've like actually sat down to talk to each other.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, David, we've known each other for a little while, but I'm excited to, to talk shop, talk podcasting and just kind of just connect here. This is a great conversation to be had.
0: I've been looking forward to it for a while. So let's start off with a, a doozy of a question. Who is the GOAT? Benny the Jet Rodriguez or Pablo Secret Weapon Sanchez?
1: Dude, that's so, that's not fair that you would say Pablo Sanchez. I just tweeted, like, I'm good for at least like five or six Pablo Sanchez gifts th- throughout the year, and I just used <laughs> one of the two up, or like one of, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I guess I didn't use one the first quarter of the year, so I'm, I'm probably due, but I honestly, I love any, like, Pablo Sanchez. I, dude, it, it's Pablo, like, cause he, like, it's 100% Pablo because he could play multiple sports. And like you could have him at pitcher, you could have him at outfield, you could put him at goalkeeper, he could be the point guard. Like he was, he did it all in that backyard situation. Like Benny the Jet, like, you know, he did make the, the major leagues, played for the Dodgers, but whatever. Pablo did it all. Triple, triple sport, maybe quadruple. He was, there was a hockey game at some point. I'm sure he was good on the skates. Yeah. So I'm going Pablo.
0: Yeah, nice. Was uh, Backyard Baseball one of the first games you got sucked into or what was it?
1: The first one I got sucked into, if you will, would be Backyard Baseball. Now, I don't know if it counts like when I didn't have a system at my parents' house and we go to like the Cousins or whatever and like really dive into games that maybe Goldeneye. But like the first, first game I really like got into was Backyard Baseball and loved, loved drafting a team and just running, running to the championship.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So it seems like sports are kind of ingrained in sort of every part from video games to what you do every single day. But can you sort of paint us a picture of your story?
1: I'll lean into the sports more because that's literally like the foundation of my, I don't want to say existence, but like that's, I grew up with two younger brothers and a dad that was passionate about athletics and parents that were always wanting us to be in a sport. So it was like, it was just kind of what it was like, were we like the best athletes in town? No, but like we wanted to play. Our parents gave us the opportunity and like, also like were able to do that. Cause that's, I mean, just time alone is, is crazy for parents running kids and you had three at the time. So I think sports is a huge thing. It taught me a lot about myself, a lot about teamwork. I still have some great relationship with kids or kids. I guess we were kids at the time. Um, But we've turned into adults over the 20 or 25 years since playing together. And like, we're, still friends like it's crazy like so um love sports I love everything about it uh, I've gotten into coaching over the last couple of years which has been awesome uh coaching baseball right now at Green Bay Southwest so that's a, a blast but I just I love the when you boil sport sports down like you get rid of the statistics or you get rid of the the jersey colors or the rivalries or whatever like just the pure essence of like athleticism and like competitiveness is like some of the more raw emotion you'll ever see like you can really i feel like kind of like see someone for who they are depending how they deal with adversity deal with success deal with struggles you know mental lapses physical issues like it's i just love athletics like really what it boils down to so that's part of it um and i try to expand my passion for sports throughout a lot of my life so like i said i'm i coach uh baseball i've coached fifth grade no was it seventh grade girls volleyball when i was in college because i need i needed it for a credit mind you but it was still it was still great like it was awesome uh coach fifth grade girls basketball recently to a couple baseball teams some flag football in there but um also like i do the podcast that we'll get into um mostly packers content but it's just it's just another creative way to keep me engaged in what I like to do and just find another angle once you know reach my 30s all of my my success to be a gym class hero is pretty much down the drain at this point like we're just we're hoping for a little rec league softball championship um but besides that it's you kind of got to just like all right like you know, tearing a knee is probably not the best thing. I still try to stay somewhat, you know, in shape, but it's you, you definitely don't bounce back like you used to. But I would say that's that's really what that's what makes me who I am, kind of just that competitive nature and just trying to apply that throughout many aspects of my life.
0: Uh, as you said, you're you're a coach for the high high school sports. You're also a big brother with big brother, big sister, and coach for the esports at Carroll University. Sort of bundling those all together, what drives you to sort of be a part of the community still
1: uh i think it's like humbling kind of i really try to understand like where other people like i don't want to say come from but like their background and like what what they're all about really what it boils down to david is like i was i felt like growing up like given a pretty fair shake at life and like i know coming from a small town in central wisconsin where i didn't really experience any issues my entire life that were i mean life-changing by any stretch of the imagination. I think that was probably safe to say for most of the people I grew up with, too. But, like, when I moved to a bigger city and, you know, I don't think Green Bay is the worst place in the country. I think it's actually a great place to live. But it's like, okay, like, there clearly is more issues going on here than, like, you know, suburbia back home in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Like, let's, let's see who we can, like, impact a little bit here. And, like, it took a while to, like, get my footing as far as, like, well, I need to make sure, like, personal life's taken care of before I can, like, expand on that. So... Once I was able to do that, I was like, "Okay, I can can figure some stuff out and help some people along the way." Like, the Big Brothers Big Sisters is a super awesome thing. Like, I can't say enough great things about that organization. To be honest, like, it's exceeded my expectations not only with like my little brother Cameron, who I'm matched with, but also just like the support you have from the Northeast Wisconsin chapter. It's just it's unbelievable. Like, just the feedback you get and the stuff they try to help you with, or checking in and just like forming relationships with them like them being like your program specialists or whoever like it's just it's very very fun and then like the madden carol thing is just it's hilarious like that honestly the way it came about like it's like it goes back to the beginning of this conversation of like the internet like you just have access to all this stuff (laughs) and it's just like okay this just happened so like i'm a huge madden head like i love madden like Played it for many, many years. I've played it competitively since I was in middle school and high school with buddies of mine and then kind of went to college and continued to play in tournaments. And just I wanted to be the best of that game because I feel it's like the best game.
0: And you don't blow out your knees. You don't.
1: (laughs) Your thumbs get a little sore potentially. But, yeah, that's – yeah, you don't have to worry about any real, real injuries. (laughs) So, yeah, I was playing in a tournament actually for – not four. It was the Green Bay Packers put it on. It was all virtual. Obviously had to happen over this last year and got through the the weekend, got to the, I think it was like the final six, seven, eight, whatever it was. And once you got there, it was just, you got matched up with a player to play. And I got matched up with uh Lucas Patrick guard, number 62 and good dude pretty like low-key guy like i could have saw him being in my high school like science class and him and i would have like he was just a very normal dude which was hilarious yeah and played him they streamed it the coach for carol coach joe loomis saw me playing and dm'd me on twitter like the next day or that evening and was like hey that was really cool and like he clearly had watched because he like specifically said something about the game like okay he actually didn't just like see this as a replay he actually watched the whole damn thing yeah and like I was like this is really weird and I told my girlfriend she's like yeah I don't know that's strange like that's just Carroll University esports Twitter page just DMing you I'm like I guess so I started researching like the state esports set up and how that's set up and it's a it's wild and I'm like so what did you want to play in Madden Joe or like what was your thoughts here he's like no I actually was wondering if you'd like want to coach our team I'm like and at first I was like well to be honest like I, I would stack my like of people I know I'm the best Madden player but like when it's across the country like there's these kids that are playing like they're they're the 18 to 22 year olds like I they don't have full-time jobs yet they're the there's the kids in college that have the time to do it so tough to compete but really like I think just my knowledge and it goes back to that like with the baseball thing like what I've seen in Madden through the earliest Madden still now like there's a lot of stuff you can apply and like give history to if you will and it's just so happened that I can pair like coaching and I mean basically just Talking with five, yeah, like the added knowledge of Madden and like just talking with five or six college dudes that just want to play Madden and like potentially win a conference championship here coming in the next couple of weeks. So it's just, I don't know, the world's pretty weird to be honest at times, but in a good way at this point.
0: Are there any differences between coaching the esports and coaching the live sports
1: to you? The only similarity is like communication. That's it. Like, you need to always communicate effectively, I feel like, especially with, like, if you're teaching. Um, That's the only similarity, to be honest. It is because, like, it's one, it's virtual right now. Like, I'm just getting on an Xbox party chat or using Discord and trying to message these guys throughout the day because, like, they're in Waukesha. I'm in Green Bay. Like, their campus is pretty much, like, off limits. I can go down there if I want, but, like, I'd have to leave work early on a day and, like, to be honest like the madden the madden the madden coaching isn't paying the bills yet so like it's it's kind of like a you know i'm not going to come down for every game i'm thinking about coming down for their playoff game starting in two weeks but like it's it's way different and like those are also young adults who have jobs schoolwork like to be honest, like i don't care if we i i'd much rather and i tell this to our student athletes in like baseball and whatever else like i'd much rather you be a successful student go to college somewhere be a good father husband than if we you hitting 30 home runs like it's gonna be awesome in the moment you hitting 30 home runs yeah like i'm gonna be pretty pumped about it like you might get you might get like a you know a little a plaque on my wall or something but like really at the end of the day like i want you to like be better off the field so like if these guys for the madden like if they have schoolwork which is can be stressful some of them are in some pretty high-end degrees stuff that I definitely wouldn't have been able to even get through like they're smart kids they have jobs they have girlfriends they have personal lives so trying to balance that and also be like prioritize a video game is a little bit like I don't know how their parents feel about it but like I know they want to (laughs) play a lot and they play a lot so let's be good at it and like be successful we're like and that's so non-traditional right like just everything about that like we're talking about a video game right like this is like such a brand new Ecosystem for esports that like older people, and any, I mean, not even older people, like people that are my age or even younger, are like, wait, you do what? And they're like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Where it's like baseball, it's like I see them in person, like they baseball is like ingrained in our culture, like it is America's pastime, which I think it's the NFL. No, I'm not gonna get that conversation, but I like that is like you can i can under i can communicate more effectively when i'm in person you can build relationships easier like it's it's but like it's just it's just different i don't know it's like it's not even really the same at, at all at times even though they're both coaching
0: and i am a big proponent for esports. I think it is like the leveling, the playing field for getting those kids that are like are in wheelchairs yeah. or have a disability of some sort to get them on the same playing field as other kids. Esports is that path.
1: Absolutely. There's there's like just a little side note. Like there's a I don't know. his name. I want to say it's Tony. I don't remember his last name or the, his I guess his gamer tag or whatever. But like he's he's handicapped. He's in a wheelchair, but he's top. I would say top 30 in the in the entire country in Madden and like Oof. grips the controller different does some other stuff but he also plays with some top competitive and like just the way to adapt like it's nuts like it's it's incredible and like they you can do it that high of a level and like even the playing field is it's amazing
0: mentally they're on the, the same playing field 100%. as everything it's just maybe his hands just don't work the same way as exactly other kids. so he couldn't hold a football but he can hold a controller and knows the ins and outs of the football strategy mm-hmm. because he's dedicated to it i want to go back to the big brother for a second because uh, it's something that i've been interested in doing but i haven't pulled the trigger on it what was your experience like signing up for them what's sort of changed through the through the pandemic with them
1: yeah good question this was about a year and a half ago i was like okay i want to do this and so it would have been you know october 2019 so right you know it's Four or five months before the world came to a screeching halt um pretty extensive background check you have like two interviews where it's like it's like a personality assessment type of thing how you you know what your experience is with children and just a whole entire situation like that and then you kind of get put into like a you know like a roster or like a draft pick yeah kind of to be honest and they're pairing you with personality and um unfortunately and just the reality of the situation there's way more littles out there that need to be matched with people like you or myself or whoever than there are people like you or myself so there's kids that have waited years like i think cameron waited i want to say it was like two or three years yikes um there's other people that have waited longer but my experience has been fantastic like it took a little bit while to get settled in of course with COVID and just making sure it's the right fit but yeah, it's been literally amazing. I can't say enough things about it. I, I You have to obviously like kids to some extent. That That's huge, but it's great to coax you even more. I know that um, the entire state of Wisconsin or even everywhere for Big Brothers, Big Sisters needs more male bigs. That's like a huge thing, younger ones. So you and I both check boxes that way. So I don't know. I guess the best way to say it, it's like it's not like you're having a child. It's not like that because people always say like you're not you'll never be ready, but like I think you just, like, have to understand, like, okay, it's not that big of a commitment time-wise. You can make it what you want it to be. I think it's good, though, to mentally go in, like, this is a commitment. This is something I need to, you know, I can't just go through the motions with it. But, like, I don't think you're ever, like, in a perfect situation. Like, would I want my house to be a little bit bigger for him or, like, a backyard we could play or maybe in a different neighborhood? Yeah, it'd be cool. But, like, they just want camaraderie and, like, to hang out. Like, that's literally it. And... Be a brother. Yeah, honestly. And it's, like, we do just, like, nothing crazy man like he loves football that's awesome so we'll play football or talk about football he's like a historian almost if you will like he knows about barry sanders and lawrence taylor and all these guys like dude you were there What? like i I wasn't even born when these guys were playing most of the time like it's (laughs) nuts so like and that's youtube like he's on youtube digging in so they make sure to match you with the right situation, which is great. And to be honest, from what I know of you and Lindsay, I think you guys would be a great big couple. So I would highly, I would highly consider it. It's, it's pretty fun. It kind of boils down to like 10 or 15 hours throughout the entire month. And like, we all watched Tiger King last year, David. Like we all have enough time to, to spend something and like actually, And you can even watch Tiger King with your little, who knows? <laughs> I don't know no, if I would watch. Tiger I wouldn't. King I, wouldn't, I would. We'll find something else on Netflix that everyone like that's just trending.
0: Yeah, something that doesn't involve heroin <laughs> and gay tiger wranglers <laughs> that are taking over the world. It's oh <laughs> uh, that that show. But anyways, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely look into it more. Just want to sort of nail a few more points down before we finished up this first half. Let's just start talking about you. But you, I saw, saw online that you worked in sales and operations for a long time. What made you switch to marketing?
1: Uh, to find a job I didn't hate and to minimize the Sunday scaries as much as possible. That's pretty much it. A lot, a lot went into that, um, personal growth, like maturity, finding, you know, just having to get a job that sucked. And I I don't know, like there's, I've never really had like too bad of a job situation. No disrespect to anyone listening, but like I was a teller at a bank for a while that really sucked. I didn't like that, but that's just me. Like, I don't want to stand around and touch money all day. So
0: unless it's my money. Yeah. I mean l- look at what you're doing right now you're you're part of a podcast right. you're coaching a bunch of people you like want to be exactly. inspiring people yeah. and doesn't fit people. the
1: personality good good point but no it was just kind of like a you know for a while it was like early 20s like ah, I can you know work in sales and make a lot of money and you can but I think just I'll compensate maybe a you know an extra zero here or two or along the way over a, a decade or so of being able to enjoy my life and have time for other things and not essentially amen. My mental health and physical health just at, at a toll. So, I'm yeah,
0: not burning out at the,
1: at the end of every week. 100%.
0: You said you grew up in Stevens Point. What brought you up here to the Northeast Wisconsin area?
1: Good question. Uh, college, UW Green Bay. So, I come up from a graduating class, I think it was like 680. We'll just say I had a pretty fun social life in high school. We had a really good group of people, a little younger than me, older than me. And I feel like everyone just got along really, really well. But I could see that ah, majority of people are going to stay in Point or they're going to go to Milwaukee or Eau Claire. I just was like, I don't really want to do what everyone else is doing because I want to meet other people. And I can't stay in Stevens Point anymore because I'll be doing the same stuff I've been doing with the same people. And it just won't. It's, it wasn't where I needed to be. Challenging, growing. Yeah, you. exactly. And at the time, like 17, 18 years old, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I had no idea where I would want to live. I didn't realize I would hate the winter as much when I became a cranky 30-year-old. <laughs> so like, school brought me here. We'll say the Packers somewhat kept me here. Green Bay has grown quite a bit for the better. It's growing on me now, having been here for 13 years. Like, is that where I'm gonna be the, my whole life? I, Probably not. I would hope not. I don't know what will come. We'll see what happens, but Green Bay, is, Green Bay is good for now, and I guess it's good enough that I haven't left.
0: I mean, you've got the Packers there,
1: which... It's super helpful.
0: What more do you need? Yeah. It, no, family is really important, too, so that's awesome. Cool to hear. I, I think you answered my, other, my next question, which was, why did you choose to stay here? So there it is, the Packers, and this is your season.
1: Yeah, and it's also a little tidbit is like when the Packers play... I don't even have to go to the game often. I try to get to one game a year, but like when the Packers play, like I have family, friends, and whoever else coming into town most of the time. I can meet up with someone I haven't seen in a few years, or only see them once a year because they come to a game. So like that's a huge perk. because like people are coming to me. I don't even have to travel to see them. It's just they just show up. So that's that's been an added benefit too. Welcome to the podcast, Fast Class. Lesson
0: three was episode ideas. Lesson four, we're talking about structuring your episodes. Organizing your show kind of happens naturally and helps set the listener's expectations. It's part of a framing device, anchoring, whatever you want to call it. This is the point where you get to design your show. Here are some of the typical segments you'll find. You have ads, dynamically inserted or baked in. You typically see ads in three spots. Then you have a hook. It's usually a soundbite or a question that's meant to intrigue people, followed by the intro. You can think of this as like the title sequence for your favorite TV show. Then you have your content, really the most important part that people are actually listening for. Then you have your plugs and your call to action. You just delivered some great content. Now send them somewhere. Then you may have credits if you have a team helping you out. Then you have a bonus, maybe a blooper or a sneak preview of the next episode. Where you put these road signs truly depends on what kind of show you want to create. Remember that podcast playback is on demand, it can be paused. Snap, Sprout skip, skip, and download it by listeners. So what's your plan for structuring your show? Let us know and watch the slower video version of this in the APC Members Facebook group. Link in the notes. Back to the show. Let's uh, dive into some podcasting then. Let's do it. Do you have any favorite podcasts that you listen to personally?
1: Good question. Um, I would say my favorite podcast, longest running, is Joe Rogan. And I know that's probably a very cliche answer.
0: <laughs> but uh, it's just the most popular answer. It is. It is,
1: and it's just like his personality has grown on me. There are definitely parts of it where I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I would say that or do that or whatever. But like, I, I like it. The variety is probably number one. Like tough 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 to listen to a podcast that's two to three sometimes four hours long and then get to the next one so like i try to yeah. cherry pick a little bit of people i like the most recent one i listened to is demi lovato was on there that one was okay but i try to listen to some people that are a little bit more maybe that i don't know a lot about or want to know more about she would fall into that category but there's been i mean obviously it's just like super relevant to in pop culture from elon musk to everyone else I'm omitting out of my brain of that he's had on that's been incredible that's number one and I dabble with like some barstool sports stuff here and there I I'm not really a huge like I know I sh- I should I say I know I should uh like NPR <laughs> like NPR type stuff or like really news heavy stuff would be great I just don't make the time for it I guess I get that information elsewhere All right you're on Twitter yeah exactly like Twitters <laughs> Twitter's Twitter's the best I love Twitter Uh, besides that i don't really have i mean i listen to like like i've listened to your podcast before i listen to other people's in the apc but like i like to listen to like to hear what people say see the structure that i'm really like i'm and like part of me is like i create podcasts so like it's nice to like listen to what other people do and especially like the post-production or the just other elements to do but like I'm just so damn busy. Podcasts are easy to listen to, <laughs> but like, it's also like, it's just
0: when it's a two hour show, yeah. it's a challenge to get through the Com- whole thing. Commutes from
1: a long trip are the best. If I have to travel home to Stevens point or down to Milwaukee or wherever else up to the cottage in surgeon Bay, like, boom, I know I'm going to crank out a long podcast at that point. So it's, that's a good time to find me doing that
0: for sure. You fill that queue up for that long yep. trip.
1: Yep. Absolutely. I get
0: that. So you have sort of a variety of podcasts that you're a part of. Can you tell the listeners what podcast you're a part of and a summary sentence of what they are?
1: Yeah, right now for my normal nine to five for uh, Bear Performance Marketing, I started a podcast for us about a year ago. It's called Bear Den. So just kind of play on words there, I guess, if you will. But it's basically, I have a friend of mine who actually audio records our blogs we put out every week. So we put out one blog a week and he will just turn that into a, a podcast episode. And it's like three to six, seven minutes. He works on radio. He's done it for many, many years. That's part of it. It's just like a, another way to repurpose our written format. And then the second leg of that is like having people on that have small businesses or work in marketing or kind of check some of those boxes just to talk about their story their successes their struggles that's what bear den is it's pretty pretty self-explanatory
0: yep and i'm a sucker for a good pun so yeah it's I, and we we're it.
1: pretty good with that we just came out actually just launched today depending when this comes out um we just launched our Bear essentials angle of our content which is a uh, video focused tips more centralized to our personalities of what pockets of our our business are into so mine more social media or podcasting related uh, other colleagues are graphic design, digital marketing, et cetera, et cetera. So very cool. Pretty fun. And then the two other ones I'm a part of are Packaday podcast and Game on Wisconsin. Now you can probably guess where, what those are about based on half of what has come out of my mouth before. It's about the Packers. Oh, I
0: thought it was about backgammon. No, like no. So, someone actually so. did
1: one say, David, they said, uh is is it about is it about smoking cigarettes? And I'm like, Pack a day. Oh yeah, I guess that I'm like no. Nope. I'm
0: pretty sure that was the original intent or humor of it yeah but it
1: did it, it's yeah we took it uh, took a different angle it took a mind of its own so just about to creep onto our thousandth episode which is absolutely insane like to think thank you thank you thank you thank you to think of like where it manifested from is a simple tweet that andy herman People might know who that is. Put out was like, hey, looking for some people to do a Packers podcast with me, wondering if there's two or three people that would DM me. Well, he had like way more than two people. He's like, well, I have so many quality, quote unquote, quality applicants that submitted. Like, we're going to turn this into a daily podcast. And we've come out with a episode every day for like 980 straight shows. So that's unreal. It is absolutely insane. Like the... You want to talk about relationships? Like, oh my gosh, like I've been recording with some people for almost three years now. I've met some really great people through that, had numerous opportunities opened up to me because of just working at that craft and grinding through it and, you know, whatever else. So, Packaday is awesome. And I know a lot of people that have been a part of that can say the same thing because there wouldn't be Game on Wisconsin without Packaday Podcast, to be honest. So, Game on Wisconsin is kind of a new thing I'm getting into. Some friends of mine from Pack-A-Day Podcast, some other websites out there and they're huge Packer fans like me. I kind of came together this last year and put this together and it's um, been really, really successful. I really have had zero part of it because I just started with them a month ago. <laughs> I helped with our uh, tournament of hate, which was fun. It was 64 seated personalities, players, and coaches in a tournament style. So uh, Skip Bayless just won last night. So that's that was good skip it was skip Bayless versus i think it was colin cowherd at the end which seemed very very obvious um there were some late pushes by a couple players but you know those those talking heads really piss off some packer fans so they, they got that but
0: <laughs> i get the the joe buck hate from from all of my friends they're like oh. and that
1: he didn't last i think really? he might have got upset in the first round i don't know if it was a a, a tough 512 matchup or what but he he got stomped right away so and like anything Good it, for him. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we got, <laughs> we have, not be the most hated. Person no, it's, in, it's not a bad thing. Not a bad yeah. thing at all. So, and everything on game on Wisconsin is very unique. Like we're currently getting ready for the draft. My buddy, Dan Kotnick, do I do packet with does um, Tuesday draft day where they come up with like a category today was chocolate. And he had himself three other people on to draft chocolate. First pick through four picks spider back and you get five selections <laughs> and let the graphic decide um on twitter who does the best So like those are just small pockets of stuff we do there's a ton of really great writers we have which i think is a huge asset I, i'm not a huge blogger or like to read blogs but i know in my uh the marketing space the knowledge that's important to grow your website and it's essentially another extension of your website and it's another way people can find you so that's huge but yeah, a game on Wisconsin's a blast trying to create more of a niche there myself, trying to fit it, get in where I fit in. But it's been a it's been awesome and a lot of hardworking people over there. That's really my podcasting extent. I love coming on and talking podcasts or just connecting with people to have conversations too. I think that's just a part of my personality.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. There's a lot of a lot to unpack there. And so I wanna wanna try and do that from a from a podcasting, the art of podcasting there. A thousand episodes. <laughs> Some people are just happy with like 52 episodes a year like if they can get one a week that is high praise but a thousand well how is that logistically possible
1: great question so I buried the lead a little bit but that's okay I don't do a thousand episodes I do one every other week or one once a week. Now, not to say that's not a huge feat either. No, that's
0: still 52 episodes for you. Correct.
1: Lucky we have, again, shout out to Andy Herman. I, I don't know how he does it. Like he, We have a Slack. That's super helpful. He sets a schedule. You collaborate. You kind of just connect with who you need to connect with. I've been paired with Dan and Janelle now for like over a year. Before that, Janelle and I started together on our first episode together. But it's just a lot of communication, I think, too, is knowing when to do it so like we had a podcast coming out on sunday previewing some of the uh receivers in the nfl draft class on i don't know thursday i reached out to two of the guys i'm like hey i got a buddy coming to town this weekend we have some you know saturday activities planned it's gonna be beautiful in green bay good drinking weather like can we get this podcast done in the morning so it's just like you're coordinating this a couple days ahead of time and then saturday you're connecting and then usually there's someone that'll take the lead on the editing portion and you know put that together, and then they send it to Andy before, I don't know, hopefully a reasonable time at night, depending on the night. I mean, again, there could be technical issues. There could be breaking news that happens, and your podcast gets scrapped and thrown to the heap, and you might have not had time to re-record, so someone will fill in. And, like, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes that happen that has been able to grow this thing to almost the 1K mark, and it's just, a lot of it's just, like, not putting too much on everyone, But it's also knowing when we need to cut our losses, knowing when certain people just maybe we need to just tweak their their teammate, if you will. But it's been it's been a really, really huge success. And logistically, it's just everyone kind of finds their own lane the way they like to record or how they do it. Um,
0: Did you get to choose your co-hosts there or did you sort of get, get to get sort of feel out the personality?
1: No. So Andy's. I feel like he was a teacher at some point in my like a past life. He's like really smart I feel like on how to pair people. He's like very strategic with it. So he started me out with Janelle, I think based off of us li- living in Green Bay, which helped. So we recorded in person actually, which was rare at the time. No one else was doing that. Number 2, I think I had a little bit more podcasting experience when I joined there. I had my own podcast at one time called In the Fray. It was like a uh it was Kind of interviews of people I knew, hip hop music, sports, whatever, whatever. So I had some experience. She had some too within college, but yeah, I can it's it's just grew. I don't know. There's it's just kind of like it's kind of like an assignment when you're in like, I don't know, class back in there, like you're partnered with that person. You're like, Oh shoot, I hope this person's good. Like, I don't I'm at a new school, I don't know what's going on. And luckily she has been.
0: It is a little bit more traditional broadcast with the the flexibility of the modern
1: content creator. Exactly. Exactly. So-
0: Andy sets the programming schedule and you guys get your content and when you get your content what does that look like for research are you only in that slack for talking or are you guys like sending audio messages how do you do your research for a show
1: good point good point so most shows mind you from late August not even that like most shows you kind of know what's gonna happen so if it's from if it's a couple of days before week one in early september through potentially the day after the super bowl like you know pretty much what you're going to talk about like either you're previewing a matchup you're recapping a matchup you're talking about an injury you're talking about some recent news that came out you're talking about this like it's there's so much meat on the bone it's like almost too easy now in the offseason he'll set it a little bit different where we're talking draft or whatever else but like the way we communicate is like everyone's got their own style like twitter dms are awesome like twitter's Twitter's the goat of Twitter of social media, in my opinion, but like Twitter DMs, I have a lot of DMs that I'll just go scroll through. I'm like, holy cow. I'm like, I was messaging this person how many months ago? And like, oh, wow, I did that then? Like, it's like I'm scrolling through it right now. Like, it's nuts. So that's, that's how I communicate. I think we have a text chat between the three of us too. Um, unfortunately, Dan's a, an Android user, so we don't have the <sighs> privilege of a nice iMessage situation, but you know, we just, we just, da- you just adapt. You just gotta, you gotta figure it out. But, Everyone has their own style, and I think um, some prep is good. Too much prep is terrible. But if you want to throw out a statistic or something like, if I would have known you were going to throw those those goats at me, I would have uh, came up with some real <laughs> statistical analysis. But I didn't, and there's just that's just what it is. It's off the cuff, and you got to be able to think on your feet a little bit and. Sometimes you got to pull up the the Safari browser on your iPhone and Google something real quick before you're going to talk about it.
0: And hope your co-host can fill that space.
1: Exactly. That's (laughs) very important to figure. And that takes a while to figure out. That's just repetition.
0: What would be your tips for a new podcaster of like doing research for their content? You said you do a little bit Twitter conversations, Mm -hmm. it seems like. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or just reading. Yeah, I, I absorb a ton of content from Twitter, not even just like conversations I have with like, the people I do a podcast with or like even in our group of people in packaday like it's just like constantly taking in information I think you have to be have a you know a foundation of what you want to talk about too so like I wouldn't by no stretch of the imagination perfect example start a hockey podcast like I know the bare minimum of hockey like I barely know what offsides is like I can i I've figured it out but like there's I don't know enough and like that would just be painful it would be like taking a test I don't want to do that like I just want to turn on a microphone and have at least one or maybe one and a half good points and be maybe somewhat entertaining that someone would even consider listening to me talk about something and that's it. So um, you need to be knowledgeable. You need to try to be credible. You need to lean into a joke if you're trying to. And again, there's no visual. Like it's you need to be emphatic with your voice or you need to, you know, prioritize certain words to say in the right order so it's it's you just got to kind of work through it it's just like anything it takes repetition but be knowledgeable i think that's big um you can have a couple notes notes aren't bad a couple points to get to but definitely don't script your entire situation scripting an intro maybe an outro is not a bad idea um if you have some ad reads in there always make sure you're polished on that
0: know how you transition Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that's that's a huge thing and that can get you can get long-winded
0: you know NPR has their all their scripted podcasts, but those are like journalists who love writing and do it. And we're podcasters. We're passionate about really unique things, and we just want to talk about those unique things. We don't need that that scripted thing. Uh, you sort of answered this, but I, want, I want kind of want a, an answer in its own little section. How would you choose the subject matter for what you do, what would do a podcast about?
1: Uh, you have to have a baseline knowledge, but you also want to be like somewhat like mm-hmm want to like immerse yourself into that topic like I thought I knew the Packers pretty darn well and I've learned an absolute crap ton more and it could be but you have to figure out how to, you're gonna find that content though right like if you're like okay I'm just gonna read blogs from this website okay that's not a bad idea I'm gonna just read every book I can oh that's gonna take a, a lot of time and some of that information is obsolete because that's a book it's kind of like you're going to to, you're you're going to high school and it's the first day of school and you get there and there's like nothing and they're like what well, you're like what am i supposed to do and they're like you get to pick and you're like i get to pick like that's that's new so you just pick something you really really like and of course you're just going to run with it and even get more into it and enjoy it and talk about it more and you'll find you'll keep peeling back layers of it and you won't even really realize it
0: are you sick of packers now three no, years in
1: no i get i get sick of like the <laughs> i get sick of like the same old hot takes or the same old like <laughs> conti- not even like from like national media or even local media or beat writers but it's just like the disgruntled fan like i am a disgruntled fan once in a while like but like dude let, let's put it to, let's put it to rest about like the kevin king tj watt selection a couple years ago let's put it to rest on certain stuff like let's just we got to bury a hatchet but like that's not sports and that's 100% not Green Bay Packer fan so uh you kind of just kind of live with it and trolling's fun once in a while with a good with a good (laughs) good thing on Twitter that usually gets me going Get a good meme yep always good for that
0: one of the biggest parts, and you sort of talked about this with the game on, and I'm sure I see you guys do it with pack a day is being involved with your community. How do you connect with your, your listeners?
1: Um, Twitter, hundred percent. I keep referencing that. I also, this is a weird way I go about it, but like a lot of people I know in real life don't listen to my podcast. I'm sure some do, some don't, they just pick and choose, right? But I use them, if they have an interest in the Packers, as a sounding board. It's easy to have conversations with them back and forth, especially if you're just like, like if I'm sitting around a fire and buddy of mine's over, or even someone that really isn't a Packers fan, like they're kind of like an NFL fan, they'll ask me questions now. And I'll be able to tell them, and I can like sift through my thoughts and like, oh, I guess that is really what I feel about that. Or like maybe they'll have a different perspective that's like super high level or super low hanging that I didn't even think of because – wherever their interest level is or their knowledge or understanding of the, the game or the packers are so that i think that's important to get a different perspective and different feedback because like i might i might bring up a a little nugget that i might definitely give credit to depending who it is on the podcast Be like hey my so-and-so thought of this the other day or like it's just a different idea and i think too it's like uh, i'm always willing to interact with anyone whatever is like as long as you're like coming with like some facts or something that not even like super hard data just like if you have a real if you have an opinion about something and that could be anything really in life like just come with respectable and somewhat like even keeled and like we can have a dialogue (laughs) All day through the Twitter DMs when I have time and we can go back and forth or like going back. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I'm, I'm open to that. So yeah, that, really any way you're going to come, just don't come like a jerk and we're all good.
0: Uh, yeah, that's true. Game on and Pack a day both do like things to get people involved on social media and stuff. How is that beneficial for a podcaster to grow their audience?
1: It's almost one of like the most important things to me because it's very simple to record a podcast now. Like it's not that hard. It's it's very very simple if you just research it because Google's a thing, and you can just like figure out you could do it within a couple days, really. Um, the quality might not be up to suffice if you can't you know get an Amazon microphone or wherever else. But like anyone can have a podcast. So just because you have a podcast doesn't mean people are going to listen to it. You have to pump it out to the masses. I think creating snort snort short snippets of the audio and putting it into some sort of wave graphic or motion is great, having some sort of video component where people can click and kind of tease it. And then make sure it's accessible everywhere. Um I'm a huge Apple person. I have an iPhone. I have a you know a MacBook Air. But like not everyone has Apple Podcasts, Matt. Like you have to pay for that. Like you could use Spotify and like whatever what else. So like as long as you're checking like the Three to me is like Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple. I think those are huge. And wherever else you get your podcasts, as long as you have that type of jargon in there is big. Making it easier for people too. Like make sure you're hyperlinking it. Like people are lazy as hell just because they see a Twitter. (laughs) Like just because they see a tweet of like, hey, listen to my new episode today for Packaday. And I even at them. Wow, good job. Like it's still like people are lazy. Like they don't want to have to switch and click and even sometimes then if it doesn't load fast enough like we're just we all have add it's it's terrible like but we gotta we gotta figure it out so you gotta make it easy for people
0: yeah so you're on your marketing your yeah, marketing soapbox i'm here on right my now.
1: marketing soapbox other ways i've done it to grow mine like i had like a group of like 20 buddies at one point i was just sending the link in there in a text message when i would do my episode sometimes really
0: grassroots kind of a yeah
1: you want to talk real grassroots here david this yeah, is like throw this, it on is, me. this is like family functions up at my cottage where i'm like <laughs> talking to someone and they're like i'd really like to listen i'm like give me your phone i'm like what i'm like give me your phone and like i'll walk them through it i'm like all right do you use spotify or apple uh apple i'm like great where's your podcast app and i'm like i set it up i'm like okay see that purple thing in your home screen you're gonna tap that you're gonna tap that every day and they're like every day every day every day they're okay. like there's like this many i'm like so it's just like Make sure you're subscribed on here too. So it's like, I'm literally like, I've done that for, I don't even know how many people like, where I'm just like, give me your damn phone. We're going to figure this out together. If you don't listen, you don't listen, but the subscription goes a long way.
0: Well, well now what you can do is you can add the podcast widget and it'll show the latest episode right there. You don't even have to click in. So that's a good idea. Future opportunities. Absolutely. Another thing that like, I, like you mentioned with the game on was that your bracket of hate, what, how was like those things great for building engagement?
1: Cause it's super off topic. Like it's, it's relevant because March Madness was going on. People love brackets. People love to express their opinion. And it's kind of like you are just combining two aspects of entertainment. People have opinions, people have emotions, especially <laughs> for, for people they hate or love. And yeah. just kind of lean into that. So I'm making it accessible to people too. Um, we went through a couple of weeks of figuring out the best way to do it. We wanted to stretch the content, to last a few weeks throughout the tournament. We could have done a Twitter poll and just had it running there, but we really had a strategy behind it. We said we wanted to get people to the website. Website views, get advertisements, people find other stuff on there. Oh, you guys sell merch, cool. Oh, you do these videos, awesome. Oh, I didn't know this person did a blog and they get there and they're they're, they're clicking around because they're curious. So that was the first thing, I was like, how do you do that? Like We have the idea, how do we execute it? So I think we ended up using a Google Forms Embedded that and updated that every couple days and once it would update we'd put that out on all of our social platforms for People to go vote and to be honest like the first week it exceeded my expectations many people would vote I was blown away and it's, it's been successful, but so
0: you really got to get creative with like the there I love that about podcasting and content creation in general is that like The door is open. It's not traditional TV ads or anything like that. Get creative with how you're engaging with your listeners and go to what they want to do. Like the bracket, it's a perfectly seasonal thing that's happening. And you're just sort of tweaking it to get people to engage with your website and sort of see everything else that you guys are doing. Absolutely. People want to start a podcast. They're like, I just want to put my voice out there. Why is it important to sort of cover all your bases from social media to a website to everywhere else?
1: Yeah, because people aren't going to find you otherwise. Like, it's going to affect your ego, really. Like, you're going to be like, "I'm putting in so much time to do this, and I'm not getting any results. No one even knows I'm doing this." Um, you can see the analytics. You're like, "No one's. I'm getting nothing." Like, so find something. Like, whether it's just like just a Facebook page or just your own personal Facebook you just share the link like that at least that's something it can be overwhelming because there are so many different ways to put out content um you want to check all the boxes and then it was something like TikTok comes around or something like Clubhouse or something like Twitter Spaces or whatever else and you're like ah that'd be perfect my podcast I could promote it that way And then you get distracted off like, oh, I already had this Twitch channel and Snapchat and all this stuff. And these are like, so you just kind of got to like focus and then grow from there. People will kind of tell you like, you'll, you'll know, like, you'll know, you'll just know where people are seeing your stuff most of the time, like, which gets more interaction where people say they see stuff. But
0: yeah, it seems to be with you. It's, it's Twitter. Like you lean into that wholeheartedly. So hundred percent. But how long did it take you to sort of figure out that Twitter was this place?
1: A lot longer than it should have. <laughs> I didn't, I was like, dude, this is so ridiculous. This was, I was on a, I had my own radio show in college. Um, and i went on some like weird it was like the start of the show or whatever whatever and someone was like messaging me i think through via like facebook messenger at the time that's how i would interact with some people on the when they would wouldn't call in (laughs) and someone was saying like you should get twitter and this is 2011 i'm like i will never get a twitter i will not get a twitter (laughs) it was so dumb if i could somehow go through and find that archive i can't because it's not there anymore it's completely gone in the abyss but No, it took me a long time. I would probably say it took me up until maybe five, six years ago that I was like, oh, Twitter's the spot.
0: Yeah. So it takes time to sort of figure out where things are, not only in in your subject matter, but also with how you're connecting with those with those listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Pulling back to more general, what advice would you give to anyone wanting to start a podcast?
1: No, it's going to be tough. It's not really that easy. It's very diluted at this point prepare, 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 put some episodes in your back pocket for a rainy day when you know you're going to miss a week, maybe two weeks, whatever it is that you can throw that piece of content out, make it relevant. Ideally, you'd have a couple in your repertoire that you're kind of pushing out. So maybe as, and this is all, all ideal idealistic perfectionist mentality. I know this isn't real for most people, but like, start promoting it a few months ahead of time, start recording them a few months ahead of time and start rolling them out one by one. And, you know, use your time wisely. If you need to record two or three at a a crack in one sitting, which can be a lot exhausting, do that and then edit them throughout the week. And then you have some built up for almost the entire month. I think it's just a matter of using your time correctly. Don't get frustrated with no listeners, two listeners, like, just embrace it and try to collaborate with other people if you want. Um, and then just try to plan the best you can use Google as your friend and then just go. Um, once you go, like you're going to probably look back just like many things you're like, Oh, that was really dumb, but now I'm doing it this way. And like, you just learn from it. So there's never a perfect time, but having at least the foundation of a, a thought out process, I think is, is huge.
0: Yeah. So final question to play off what you just said like there's going to be times where you look back and you're like, wow, look, I was doing this last last year and mm-hmm. I, look at what I'm doing now. How have you grown as a person since you started podcasting?
1: I feel like I've become a better conversationalist. I think I've always had a passion to like talk and learn more and talk to people. And I think that's that's part of why I do what I do just in many aspects of life, but a better listener, a better Try it hasn't worked yet, but try to be a little bit more thoughtful before I say stuff sometimes in conversation. <laughs> um, still haven't fully reached that point, but we'll get there.
0: Hey, you're in broadcast; you got to get a little <sighs> bit of attention. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. But I mean, you, you said earlier, like in our first half, you were, you're interested in people's stories, yeah, and like it just took you a lot of growth. And a, being a part of podcasting has helped you to to listen and discuss more with people because you're doing that every single
1: week <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely in more ways than one too so it's that's a good it's a good way to do that and it's a good way to channel energy or your creativity into one little project um and you can grow that and massage that how you'd wish but it gets those it's like uh it's like going to the gym and like getting a good sweat it's like okay i need i need to talk packers today i just gotta get it out and like you do it and you're like all right probably won't talk about it anymore the night and if i do don't blame me
0: (laughs) hey well thank you so much for being on the podcast matt i really appreciate your time
1: yeah david thanks for having me on as well man
0: and that's a game folks matt Freilich, go follow matt on twitter follow all the podcasts he's a part of from pack a to game on wisconsin he's also streaming madden regularly on twitch so go check him out we got links in the show notes to make it easy for all of us incredibly lazy people as matt says next week i'm dropping my favorite pack a podcast episode in the feed where matt and his co-host recap the packers versus the jets that preseason game from this upcoming weekend Like Matt said, podcasting takes work. You got to have some people on your sidelines to keep going. So head on over to applethempodcast.com for community support, resources, and to possibly win some free gear with the podcast fast class. If you know someone else in Northeast Wisconsin who wants to start a podcast or is already in the process of starting a podcast, share the show with them. If you've made it this far, please rate and review the show on Podchaser. It really does help our visibility. You can also write your review on a football and throw it as far as you can in any direction. I sincerely hope that you have the strength of Aaron Rodgers. I'm David Kelso, your neighborly podcast nerd, and thank you for listening.
1: I didn't really know how I was using my Twitter when I started. It was like, and Twitter's evolved, obviously, but like, I've definitely gone through and like cleaned out a lot of dumb shit I said back in the day. So that was good. Some bad Packers takes, some bad verbiage I was using. So it's like, that that's smart to clean that up but like because i never knew i was gonna have somewhat of a in my opinion like i've never think i'd have these many followers or this much content i'd be putting out.